Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Really good to be with you. And in this particular installment, we're going to talk about some things that you can do individually, despite the fact that collectively this civilization is collapsing right before our eyes. We're collapsing spiritually, morally, financially, physically, mental health. We're collapsing on all fronts. Even our children who suffered the deleterious consequences of the lockdowns. By the way, UK NHS just came out with a study talking about how the lockdowns blunted and retarded and even pushed kids backwards with regards to their intellectual, moral uh, development, their physical development. Kids suffered on all fronts with regard to the lockdowns and the UK study. Same thing's true here. And we know this too. I mean, we're producing a nation coming out of our schools, generally speaking, with exceptions, of course, of blithering idiots. Idiots that can't understand basic concepts have no grasp. I could come on here and talk about scientific method and I could say, well, the control group and the placebo and the basic stuff that people should leave high school with from their biology or physical science classes, and they have no clue. I mean, just look at LeBron James school, right? Not one kid can pass standardized tests. Uh, I'm sure they'll off the charts with wokeness and they can answer any woke question according to their own philosophy. But we're going to get into what you can do individually with regard to saving yourself versus the collective. But then we'll talk about the limitations of just being egocentric, which has its limitations. Anyway, you know who I am. You know what we do here. Dave Hodges, host of the Common Sense Show, Freeing America, One Enslaved Mind at a Time. But we're going to ask you to assist us in this. We need to go one million minds that were freeing from enslavement. And the way that you do that is to subscribe, increase our reach, but mostly share this work far and wide with people that need to know. Now, you notice I didn't say that most people are stupid. I just want to make sure you hear me on this. Most people choose a path of ignorance. Now, to some degree, you know, when, when you're nine years old and you can't pass math or read at grade level, that's one thing, okay? That's the system. But what I'm telling you right now is the system becomes reversible when you become aware you're not where you should be. Now, with regard to reading, the news is not good. If you don't learn to do something, generally speaking, in the range that you're biologically programmed to do it, you generally won't do it very well, if at all. But there is correctability with regard to your intellectual skills, and that carries over to your emotional awareness. And we're going to get into all of that right here, right here on the show. But first of all, we have a product that does promote basic health. Uh, and I'm going to walk you through this. But first, let me tell you about the product. It's called Ageless Multicollagen. It's by Biotrust. And you know as well as I do that when I talk about Biotrust, I'm talking about well-researched products, scientifically based. In layman's terms, they tell you how the product works. In other words, they present the science, unlike what the reprobates in the CDC, the FDA don't do. They lie constantly because they're owned by big pharma. In fact, you know that when you retire from the FDA, you go to work for the pharmaceuticals. And when you retire from the pharmaceuticals, you're hired on as a convenient consultant in government agencies. It's an ancestral prostitution-based relationship. Okay, so 
These people break the mode. They tell you exactly how it is and what it is. When you lose college and you lose, you lose uh, youth, you lose your vitality, your energy, your looks, and muscle and joint mobility. You lose all of that. This can reverse that with collagen replacement. Seriously, it works, folks. I'm telling you. Now, if it doesn't work for you, which, you know, nothing is guaranteed for everybody, of course. But if it doesn't work for you, you get your money back. Also, 51% off, free shipping. This is why it's one of our most popular products. Turn back the hands of time. Healthwithdave.com. That's healthwithdave.com. And that really kind of fits into what we're going to be talking about here with regard to things like all-cause mortality. Are there things you can do to lengthen your lifespan, increase the quality of life, and avoid falling off the cliff with cliff with rapid decline? Can you can you do that? And rapid decline, oh, we take about fifteen years to die. If you go to uh, like Okinawa, I remember reading a fascinating study on this. These people work into their early 80s. They have a very long lifespan, and their decline is about 18 months. It's amazing. And they work, and they don't spend very much time in rapid decline. And they know when it's coming because they've been so physically healthy. Now, are there things you can do to improve your health? And I'm not going to give you a detailed treatise. I'm going to see if I can't find some guests to come on our show and talk about this. But I have researched this for very selfish reasons because I've tried to apply it to myself. But uh, the first thing is, is that are you exercising? And it's not a matter of how much and this and that and the other. It's what can you do now and how can you improve it? But I will tell you this, exercise involves pushing yourself to where in short bursts of high activity exercise, like, like running a sprint or bicycling just as fast as you can for 60 seconds, resting for 60, doing it again, maybe getting four sets in to start with. Maybe you can only do one set. Maybe you can only do 30 seconds, but you do what you can do because you push yourself to your VO2 max. This is really important. It's called HIT, high interval intensity training. And then you need, that's called a zone five, but a zone two is generally, um, you know, the I'm walking fast enough where I can carry on a conversation, but it's kind of, I got to labor a little bit in my words, but if you're walking so fast or jogging so fast that you can't talk at all, you're going too fast. You need about 30 minutes of zone two every day, five days a week, and you need the zone one about three times a week. And then you need to do resistance training. I'm just talking with physical. I'm going to get to other stuff here in a second. The uh, You need to do some weight training. Now you can use bands. You can use body weight exercises you know, push-ups, free squats, that kind of thing. And you do what you do without pain. You're doing things that hurt. Stop doing it because you're headed for an injury and then you'll be doing nothing. So you do what you can do. And there's plenty of programs out there and I'm not going to walk you through everything now, but you do need to be engaged in strength training, upper and lower body, uh, two times a week for each upper and then two times a week for the lower. This is really, really important. And you got to go to failure or one or two reps within failure. So let's say that you can, uh, I don't know, pick up, uh, oh, I don't know, a cinder brick, and you're curling it, for example, or you're pressing it overhead. Uh, you go until you, you really get within about two reps of your max, where you can't do anymore, and then you progressively have to increase as you go. 
not to where you're going to die. I mean, it's, oh, I just can't do anymore. No, no, no. And then you need rest and recovery. Okay, that that's basic exercise. There's a lot of detail on that. But if you do that, you reduce your all-cause mortality when you exercise by as much as 500%. If you're aerobic, VO2 max is good. And minimum, if you just did 15 minutes a day, three days a week, uh, your all-cause mortality goes down by 15 to 20%. It's absolutely incredible what we look at here when we see the numbers. And then lifestyle habits. I'm not saying never drink, but you should never have two drinks. Seriously. And if you are, well, then alcohol is toxic because it's ethanol. Uh, You need to realize that. Okay, so we're talking physical care. Smoking, absolutely, that's a non-starter. All-cause mortality for smoking is about 300%. In other words, in the course of the next year, a smoker will have about a 300% chance of dying over a non-smoker. Doesn't mean you have 300% lifespan. Actually, you lose about 10 years for chronic smokers, and that's the average figure. Okay, so exercise, uh, diet, and and to me, I'm telling you, internet, intermittent fasting, the research on this is really good. Limit the hours you can eat, and then you have no restrictions. You can count calories. That sucks. Dietary restrictions, you'll start to crave the things you're denying because that's human nature. But when you intermittent fast and you're, you'll cut calories, you can pretty much eat what you want, but you better have a lot of protein. Okay, so we'll leave that side. That's the physical. How about the the uh, meaning of life issues? How about emotional stability? How about purpose in life? Okay, now I'll be honest with you. I have to separate when I walk away from the microphone. I'm dealing with such assholes in government, and I just this is what they are. They are human prostitutes who sell out their country, they sell out their families, they sell out their morality, they sell out their integrity. And I think basically politicians, the way it's run in America, are one of the lowest forms of life. Oh, they're not mass murderers and rapists, but they create the conditions in this country that lead to negative behaviors as well. So you've ever heard of a guy on an athletic team who makes people around him better? These politicians make people worse. And we have all kinds of data on this. Uh, when we look at sociopathic behavior, for example, we know that the highest sociopaths in America are the CEOs, statistically speaking, and the politicians are right behind them, one and two. Those are the turds of our society. Okay, so I have to separate from this. It's almost like I got I go swimming a lot, and I'm lucky. I live in Arizona, and I can probably swim about 10 and a half months out of the year because we we put a heating element on our pool. Um, the pool was a gift from my uh, late father-in-law and uh, I, I swim a lot. That's my zone two exercise. And I swim about five times a week. And how far do I swim? Well, I, I do the sissy backstroke pretty much. I'm doing a little breaststroke and front crawl, but not a lot, but backstroke kind of sissy. It's fourth on the difficulty list, but it's what I can do the best. And, and I'll go anywhere uh, up to about a half a mile I'm hoping by the end of the summer, I can actually get in some my, a couple miles at one interval training per week. And that's, that's uh, my zone two training. And that, my, that takes me about 45 minutes. So you go, whoa, that's not very fast. Yeah, you're right. I'm a tortoise in the pool, but I'm getting exercise. And, and I'm just saying that it also brings me spiritual. Uh, it's like when you're, when, when you get into the rhythm of you're just swimming, okay or you're jogging, or you're riding a bike, 
your mind goes to a different level of consciousness. By the way, you're preventing Alzheimer's too when you exercise, okay? All-cause mortality from cancer, uh, heart attacks, embolisms, all these things, they go down dramatically when you're exercising. But your mind is able to go to a creative state. I almost get into a zone, an alpha zone, where you're the most creative. And, and uh, you know, I'll be doing the swimming and I'll just have amazing insights when I'm... Uh, when I'm doing this. And those of you who do this understand what I'm talking about, but it gets me away from dealing with really bad people. We're being governed by really, really bad people. If you just look into the lives of someone like a Joe and Hunter Biden, I, I mean, these are the people that we were taught in Sunday school class to avoid, to pray for, but to avoid and don't be with them. And that's who's ruling our country. So that's one aspect of this. So you have to separate from, if you have to deal with crap in life like I do, my vocation right now is trying to show people the light. This is what we're dealing with. These are some things I think we should be doing. Um, one person once told me on my show, and I agree with this statement, it may be too late for the nation. I am not going to stop fighting. You know, if I'm 20 points behind in a game in the fourth quarter, uh, there's four minutes to go. I'm still going to bust my butt to do the best I can. I'm still playing to come back and try to win. But also, too, defeat does come. But the thing is with the individual, you can have individual salvation and not national salvation. This is why I talk a lot about the next thing I want to bring up is spiritual health. Spiritual health leads to emotional health. Emotional health allows you to put your life in perspective. What do you want to be? You know, do you want to get to 80? And what kind of shape do you want to be in when you're 80? Do you want to be sharp mentally? Well, then you need to read, need to keep active, need to keep learning new things. And don't just do something because someone else is doing it. Do what interests you. But that keeps your mind sharp. It gives you a purpose for living. One of the best predictors of when males die is within six months of retirement. And some of you right now are nodding your head, go, oh, yes, Dave, I've seen that a lot. So you have to retire into something. Otherwise, you're retiring into early death. So you got to have purpose in your life. That's emotional stability. And, and for me, um, being a Christian, I try to help people, including myself. You know, physician, heal thyself. I very much live by that. But you need to have the aspects of spiritual and emotional health. And if for me, when I embrace my spirituality, I know at the end of days, Jesus is going to win. And the really bad people that we're fighting against are going to be thrown into the lake of fire. But it doesn't mean that we're permitted as Christians to sit this out and say, we'll just wait for Jesus to return. No, no, we're supposed to confront evil. We're supposed to resist evil. Um, and, and there's a moral stability that comes with this, too. Because very clearly, you draw your lines in the sand, and you say, uh -uh, I will not support these behaviors, and I will not submit. There's things that this government does I don't listen to. And as they become increasingly worse, I'll listen even less. And you go, Dave, there could be consequences. Come with us. And actually, they'll break the door down, put the gun to your head before they take you off. That's what happens. That's what, that's what happens. Don't compromise yourself for evil leaders. I actually saw a pastor in a church one time, and I could not disagree with this more. I'm just disgusted by it. He got up in church and he said, uh, Romans 13, he may not be a godly man, but he's God's man and you got to do what he says. Well, if it comes to paying your taxes, 
okay, and not jaywalking and driving on the correct side of the road and staying within the speed limit. I agree with those things. We should be following basic laws because it's how we live and coexist together. However, when they start promoting policies like mass death in other countries, and they're doing it for profit of the military industrial complex, the banks, certain other corporations, I draw the line and say BS on this. Uh-uh. I'm not giving you my support. Oh, you support Russia. No, I support the kingdom of God and biblical principles, which overrides your man-made law. And see, the founding fathers said this, but they also knew that everybody wasn't going to be spiritual, religious, or Christian. But what they did say is when the government no longer serves the needs of the people, the people need to get rid of that government and, and put new people in. And that's where I'm at with these people right now that are ruling over us. You know, I'll obey their basic laws. You know, I'll pay my taxes. But we're getting to a point where we have to even consider whether or not we want to su to support this reprobate government that allows criminality to go rampant across the country. I mean, they encourage lawlessness, defund the police. How stupid is that? I, I, I mean, seriously. Why don't they just tell the citizens, go to the worst part of town, let dollar bills hang out of your pockets and walk down the street and see where they get you. But there won't be any police to come and get you. How many of you have called the police department recently and you get a, all circuits are busy, uh, you have to call back or you have to make an appointment? Well, that's going on in blue cities right now, cities like Detroit, Chicago. Um, we live in a totally reprobate, criminally induced society. Look at San Francisco, defecation on the sidewalk, right? Sex in public among the homeless and the vagrant. Then, then you have open-air drug markets, and sometimes they're 100 feet away from a school. Uh, because San Francisco city officials support it doesn't mean that I would. And, and But here's the problem. You see, you can't sit it out because criminality will grow like a stage four cancer if you don't confront it. And that's why the Bible commands people to confront evil where it's at. And we're not doing it. If we did it, Joe Biden would already be out of office. And you're saying, Dave, why are you in this anti-incumbent movement to get rid of 95% of all government officials? Because they're permitting this to happen. There's three categories of politicians right now. One, those that commit blatant criminal acts are on the take, whether it's China, the cartels, uh, corporations, doesn't matter. The source of their criminality which is their complicity, but those who supply them with the means to be criminals, okay, that's one class. The second class are those who hope to get those benefits someday, so they legislatively cover up for those who are criminals. And then the third ones are the ones who are too chicken shit to do anything about it. Oh, and I've sat across the table from Arizona politicians and said, come on my show, talk about what you've seen so that people can wake up and realize we don't want to live in this society. We got to change it we don't see that's emotional health that's stability that's knowing where you stand it doesn't mean you have to fall on your sword but sometimes there comes a point when you have to fall on someone else's sword because you're not going to submit to evil cbdc is something i will not take that will be the precursor to the mark of the beast and i got something better to live for than i got to live by these laws we want total control over your finances your rights so there will be no rights so you have to know who you are. You have to know who you are. You know, the Greeks made all these wonderful architectural developments. They were just tremendous. 
But you know what? They had one inscription, know thyself. How do you identify? What are your moral standards? What's your line in the sand? I ask that question a lot, don't I? What is your line in the sand? What are you willing to do? And see, we don't have people fighting for society. We don't have people fighting for good law and order. And then we have those people like Merrick Garland. Oh, if you go to a school board meeting, we've got the FBI in the, in the parking lot. They're writing down your license plate number. We're going to harass you. We're going to make sure you get audited. We're going to come in, kick your door in, and put guns to your head like they did Sharona Bishop's family for doing nothing but protesting at a school board meeting within the law. They didn't get arrested. These people she was associated with didn't get arrested. They were just saying, we don't like what you're teaching our kids, and we're the citizens. We elect you. We're in charge, not you, and this is what needs to change. And for that, you get your door kicked in. You get your uh, residence violated. You get the hell scared out of your kids. So you have to know who you are. What do you stand for? By the way, I've heard Sharona now has a um, a podcast. I'm going to have to look into that, and we'll give it some uh, some boost here on, on our show. Um, she's truly a great reformer. I talked to her telephonic interview for about an hour and uh, I, I knew I was dealing with a special person, but see, she knows who she is. We don't have enough Sharona bishops. Okay. But the reason I want to get rid of the incumbents is I want to cleanse the society of as much evil as possible. Hey, okay, also moving forward, what kind of world do you want to leave your kids? See, this is what we get into things like empathy. How are your kids going to feel inheriting the, almost said something I can't say here, but what, what do you want to hand off to your kids? Seriously, what, what kind of world do you want your kids to live in? Do you, do you want them to, to have every form of immorality rammed down their throat, whether it's mainstream media, the public schools? Um, and I'm telling you, anyone who leaves their kid in an urban public school, yeah, well, you can't send your kids for 13 years to Caesar and not expect to get a Roman. So if you wonder why your kids are the way they are, you just look at the schools. The NEA is totally an immoral, reprobate, evil, satanic organization. It is evil. You ever hear the leaders talk from the NEA? I mean, it's almost like they're demonically possessed. You can see it in their eyes and their their words convict them. They're pure evil. So how do you not expect that poop to roll downhill? Get your kids the hell out of the schools. But what kind of world do you want to leave your kids in? See, that should motivate every one of you to say, what can I do to change things? Right now, what we've got is cognitive dissonance and bystander apathy. Oh, someone else will do it. Oh, it's not really that bad. Hodges is just doing fear porn. Oh, really? Well, how's the economy working out for you? Hmm? You think that's fear porn? Huh? How do you like when your kids come home and talk about all the BS that they're learning in school? Uh, instead of helping them with long division, you're helping them deal with their own sense of morality. How do you like that? And what kind of society does that say that we're going to produce 20 years from now or even 10 years from now? See, again, it comes back to knowing who you are. Individual salvation over national salvation. But here's the deal. If we reached a point where we knew who we were, what we'll accept and what we won't accept and how we will resist, and we could cooperate on this, then the national salvation would be possible. Now, from a spiritual point of view, I believe this is a nation under judgment, God's judgment. And I can't believe God's been as patient with America as he has been. I think he's shown unbelievable benevolence 
and given us every chance to change, just like a loving parent. But at a point, you have to suffer the consequences for your decisions. And collectively, our decisions are increasingly satanic. If we got on bended knee as a nation and said, God, we're sorry, show us the way, he would, and judgment, I believe, would be lifted. See, I keep coming back to the spiritual, but it provides you with a sense of who you are. What's your self-image? What do you believe in? What do you stand for? We have people right now that don't know who the hell they are. They just follow the latest fad, imitate the movie star they see in some sitcom. We don't have people that have good self-identity because if they did, they wouldn't put up with the bullshit that's coming out of our government. So right now, take care of your own house. Get yourself in shape, mentally stay active, keep learning, find things you love to do in life and give yourself purpose, become politically active to change the BS that's there, but no one to turn that off to go back to your life so you can be giving and loving to others. This is really what we need to be doing, but we're not. We're not. And I have friends who do what I do and they can't turn it off. You've got to turn this off. In exactly 15 minutes, I'm going to go grab, I have this M4 tank sled, it just is a killer, and I'll do 200 feet of exercise with it on the highest level. I'm not bragging, but I'm just saying I won't even be able to whisper when I'm done, and it'll take me probably two to three minutes to recover. I'm actually going to put my body through absolute torture. I turn this off. I get the endorphin high from exercise. I feel really good when I'm done. And then I'm going to go do something fun today. Okay? And we're also going to a concert tonight. So you've got to learn to turn off the bullshit. But if you don't jump into the middle of it and fight it, you're going to live in a living hell in this country. I don't believe the tribulation has to happen now. Only if we acquiesce to the evil. We can push this off to a far later generation. And just if you don't think that your life matters as much, look at your children. Who can they depend on? That's it for the Common Sense Show. Please share this far and wide. Thumbs up, like us. Make sure you are a member of the TV because there we do in-depth documentaries. We get five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. We have a, I was really surprised about six months ago, I discovered we're the centerpiece, one of the centerpieces on Roku. I said, wow, that's pretty impressive. And we have expert guests that help you really manage dealing with the nonsense we're going through. We have never gone through what we're going through as a nation ever. So I understand why people are confused. That's why you have to know who you are. You have to have a purpose in life. You have to keep yourself mentally and physically in shape. And then you have to live for some other people. You have to have empathy and a spirit of giving. And we help people navigate this so you can basically embrace these values. Because at the end of days, people aren't going to talk to you about your resume when they're at your eulogy. They're going to talk about the kind of person you were. Do you pass the eulogy test or do you only pass the resume test? Well, we try to help with that at the commonsenseshow.tv. Sign up today.